Whether one is a young student just beginning to write music or a master at the height of their powers, the art and craft of composing chamber music is always a challenge. Welcome to the Savannah Music Festival Live. I'm Rob Gibson, director of the festival. During the next hour, we're going to listen to three very different but unique chamber music works that include fragments and masterpieces. One is by a very young student, and it's his only piece of chamber music to have survived. The next work is by a budding young composer, and it would become one of the most famous classical music melodies of our time. And one is the final of 14 string quartets by a composer at the height of his powers. We begin with Gustav Mahler and a work he wrote for piano, violin, viola, and cello. This is a fragmentary work composed while Mahler was still a student at the Vienna Conservatory. One of a number of chamber music works he composed between 1875 and 1883, the manuscript of the piano quartet is the only music work by Mahler in the chamber music idiom to have survived. There's little here that sounds like Mahler the great symphonist. Instead, we are reminded more of Schumann or Brahms. In spite of its derivative style, which is not surprising for a 16-year-old student who shows more academic skill than originality, the quartet is actually an effective work. It was first performed at the Vienna Conservatory in 1876 with Mahler at the piano, but right now we'll listen to a performance of it recorded live at the 2005 Savannah Music Festival. This is Mahler's Piano Quartet Movement in A, performed by Sebastian Knauer at the piano, Daniel Hope on violin, Scott Lee on viola, and Josephine Knight on the cello.
You just heard Mahler's Piano Quartet Movement in A, performed by Sebastian Knauer at the piano, Daniel Hope on violin, Scott Lee on viola, and Josephine Knight on cello. That work is the only surviving piece of chamber music written by Mahler, and it was composed in 1876 when he was 16 years old. Next up, we'll travel forward in time 19 years to the year 1895, going from Vienna to Prague. During his career, Antonin Dvorak composed 14 string quartets that span the years 1862 through 1895. His final two quartets, with their autumnal glow and mastery of form, color, and expression, are a fitting summation of Dvorak's considerable achievement in this genre. Dvorak's tenure as director at the National Conservatory in New York had lasted from 1892 through 1895. In April of 1895, Dvorak and his family began their voyage from New York to Bohemia before spending the summer at his country house outside of Prague. He returned to the Prague Conservatory in the fall of 1895 and began to compose once again. But rather than complete the A-flat major quartet, which he had commenced during his American stay, he started a new string quartet in G major, which he would finish in December before resuming work on the A-flat major quartet and finishing that by the very end of the year. The A-flat major would be his final quartet, the product of a master at the height of his powers calling upon a lifetime of experience. 
Right now, we'll listen to this work performed by the Emerson Quartet during their two-night all-Dvorak programs at the 2010 Savannah Music Festival. Violinist Eugene Drucker and Philip Setzer, violist Lawrence Dutton, and cellist David Finkel perform String Quartet No. 14 in A-flat major, Opus 105 by Dvorak.
We just heard the Emerson Quartet performing the String Quartet No. 14 in A-flat major, Opus 105 by Dvorak, recorded live in the rotunda of the Telfair Museum of Art during the 2010 Savannah Music Festival. And you're listening to the Savannah Music Festival Live, produced for Georgia Public Broadcasting. Right now, we'll travel 40 years further in time and go from Prague to the small mountain town of St. Wolfgang, Austria, just outside Salzburg. It was here in 1936 that Samuel Barber wrote his first and only string quartet, though it didn't end up the way he intended it to. That's because its second movement eventually overshadowed the entire opus once he transcribed it for string orchestra as the adagio for strings. Since a projected last movement never really came together, this piece as a whole became marked as a vehicle for bringing the adagio to life. The second movement, now almost invariably played in its orchestral version, must surely be counted among the most familiar pieces of American concert music. It has become a popular classic and even exists in a choral version. The performance here, however, is played in its original version as a string quartet, which serves the work well. Violinist Daniel Hope and Lorenza Barani, violist Carla Maria Rodriguez, and cellist Keith Robinson perform the second movement of Samuel Barber's String Quartet No. 1, Opus 11, live at the 2009 Savannah Music Festival.
That was the second movement of Samuel Barber's String Quartet No. 1, Opus 11, recorded live at the 2009 Savannah Music Festival. One of the most famous melodies in history, you heard the slow, sensitive cantilena, which later became the adagio for strings, after it was orchestrated by Barber. That performance was recorded in the rotunda of the Telfair Museum of Art during the 2010 Savannah Music Festival. And that brings us to the end of another edition of the Savannah Music Festival Live. The program was written by yours truly and produced by Ryan McMakin. The concert recording was engineered by Rich Mays of Sonari Recordings. You can hear this program again online at savannahmusicfestival.org. I'm Rob Gibson. Thanks for joining us and tune in again next week for another edition of the Savannah Music Festival Live.